This is the DTV Digest, the podcast that brings you news and reviews of films which didn't make it to the cinema. And now, here's your host, Mike Parkin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the DTV Digest Short Shots. I'm your host, Mike Parkin, and joining me is Richard Hawes. Hello, everyone. So for this end of year special, uh, Richard has um, curated curated um, fourteen, well, fourteen or fifteen um, short films, all with an action theme to them, um, and we're going to be reviewing those shortly. Uh, Rich, I just want to sort of pick your brains, um, you know, having sort of watched these, um, I think it's uh, quite clear that the short film um, industry is very vibrant at the moment. Um, and, and we've got some excellent examples of um, very talented filmmakers, choreographers, um, screen fighters, uh, all, uh, all showing their stuff here. Yeah, and it was really hard to watch. I mean, this is a kind of a roundup of a, a number of films that have been released this year that we just haven't been able to cover mm. um, during the course of the year. But even that, it's it's not comprehensive by any means. There's so many that we still had to exclude. So it, it's it's such a um, uh, the medium is 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 definitely thriving in terms of you know people using it for uh, you know showcases, YouTube channels. You know, some of them are, you know, making them for YouTube, other than some others are making them for film festivals uh, mm. and otherwise sort of using them for sort of springboards to other projects. Other people, have, you've got new people, you've got really experienced people, you've got a wide variety. And uh, I think that's what we try to pull together with this show is sort of represent, uh, you know, some new and emerging talents, as well as some quite well-established ones. And, and you know, uh, who some of them who we've talked about before, others we've never seen before. So it's uh, it's a really interesting, I think, a, a really interesting sort of uh, summary of, mm. of some of the best uh, that's out there at the moment. There's some really good stuff here, and we're going to get straight stuck into it. Our first film then is Han Wick. This is an interesting sort of high concept uh, film, which posits the question: What if you melded John Wick with Star Wars and had Han Solo as John Wick. And instead of his puppy being killed, it was Chewbacca. (laughs) Um, This really does work. I I thought it was really good. The guy playing Han Wick does a really good impression of um, of Keanu Reeves. You know, the way he sort of bends his head forward as as he's sort of walking, that sort of thing. It it lifts dialogue from the film. Um, You've got sort of stormtroopers and other people sort of turning up instead of, you know, the usual sort of gangsters. Um, He's using his usual blaster and and other sort of Star Warsy weapons sort of come into play as well. Um, I I thought it was a brilliant pastiche, basically, because the fighting, it, it does sort of mirror that style from John Wick, you know, the, yeah. all of the grapples, the multiple shots and everything. Um, he, he, even like when he when he's uh, reloading his gun, you know, it, it's it's very similar to what uh, sort of how John Wick does it. Um, I, I thought this worked really, really well. Yeah, and it's it's kind of a bit low budget, sort of sketchy at the mm. start, you know, sort of YouTube video, sort of sketchy. But I think the, some real professionalism comes into play the more it goes along. It, it feels yeah. like it does feel more like a proper film than sort of uh, than a little than a little sort of throwaway sketch. So so there's some there's some low budget visual effects and you know sort of um, uh, budgetary limitation kind of stuff that which has sort of home homemade kind of feel to it but yeah. then there's other bits that are like really well choreographed and uh, you know it's, it, it actually takes the concept and actually makes it um, more fully fledged it's not just like mm. I mean we've there's been lots of YouTube videos and stuff that have played on both John Wick and the Star Wars universe mm. um, there is a, there's one called uh, Jan Wick J, I think it's J, <laughs> J-H-A-N which is another Star Wars John Wick um, hybrid but that was a much shorter thing that was like a little fight scene whereas this they tried to basically condense the narrative of john wick and combine yeah. it with um we've started in the, well, in, it in the star of, wars yeah, universe star wars flavor to it yeah but which it, is a it, similar it thing so do you remember the film scorekeeper where they combined star wars yeah, and, predator? and predator that's right yeah, yeah and it was it worked in a similar way i think mm. 
Yeah, I mean, the Star Wars universe does sort of lend itself to this quite nicely because mm. because you know it it has this that bit from the sort of John Wick films where suddenly you know that they put a bounty on his head and and you get all the, <laughs> the um sort of various bounty hunters and stormtroopers etc you know people of the first order all this sort of stuff coming out of the woodwork um there's there's a brilliant bit with the mandalorian which was very, very funny and quite sick uh, which which was quite impressed with um yeah it's it's a lot of fun and and they do get the beats from john wick down really well you know the, the, the not you know just the fight scenes but also the uh the bit with the dj and everything it, it works oh there's really a fantastic well. bit where they go in the nightclub yeah like the john wick nightclub kind of bit and it's the music from the cantina but like remix that's right yeah yeah, yeah. that's yeah, a really great yeah. bit yeah actually i mean the music all <laughs> nice the way touch. through this was very well done yeah, yeah. They, they did a really good job of, of the music um yeah this this was superb um definitely recommend uh, people check this one out our next short is Rumble Riot. Uh, when somebody bumps into him in the street and drops his wallet, a, um, a well-meaning person goes looking for him and uh, finds a whole lot of trouble instead. Um, this is from the art school dropouts, who whose output so far we've enjoyed, but I think the one thing we've we've constantly sort of moaned about is the lack of any sort of story that goes with it. Um, you know, sometimes we're literally just sort of like, um, you know, put into a fight scene without even knowing who who, who the protagonist is. Uh, you know, one exception make... being a film called uh, they did called Lady Two, which is much yeah, better structured. That, that one. was better structured. Um, but this Lady one... one was is what you're saying. Yeah. Um, uh, just a quick fight scene, and and they've done yeah a, f a few others have been like that. Very very polished very professionally made yeah um oh brilliant fight scenes yeah, yeah. but but you, you can't you can't take it as a film the, the, this on the other hand is is a great pastiche of sort of mid-period jackie chan mm. you know um we, we got this guy he, he he's got the mannerisms you know a little bit of sort of like from like mr nice guy or something like that you know it's it, it, and he, he does really well with it um up against this sort of gang of um sort of cut purses um and it is a really really well done fight scene but at least we know yeah this this guy's the hero these you know these are the baddies sort of thing um yeah. but it was it was it was really really well done i thoroughly enjoyed this one yeah so this is um Directed by Joe Min of the of the uh, arts arts school dropouts, and it's a combined. It's a project that they yeah. work together with uh, a guy called Nathan Porter, mm -hmm. who's uh, who's a martial arts instructor. Uh, got his academy called Rising Storm, and he's never done a short before. And I think this was something that he'd wanted to do. This is kind of a project that he developed mm. for for, uh, and he he starts. So it, in the film, he's not he's not because he's never acted before. It's not a great acting performance but he's definitely got the, the chops with the with the oh, fight yeah. scene con mm -hmm. is concerned and the whole film is a bit more uh rough around the edges than the typical art school dropouts production uh it's you know the, the sound quality is not well, not quite there in a few places stuff but the choreography is top notch as always mm. um what i liked about it different to um the other sort of uh, art school dropout stuff is uh, the nathan porter kind of angle is uh, it, it had a whole kind of feel of a, like an eric jacobus movie yeah, from like it, short right, from, like yes. the, from like the 2000s yes which yeah, obviously he's he was also you know the whole point is he was calling back to uh, to Jackie Chan as well mm. and uh, I think that's what I liked about it most is that it, it does have that kind of uh action you know that comedy mm. you know sort of thing going off and it, and it and it works quite well um it's a how long is it a rumble right it's another 10 minute one mm -hmm. um it's got a nice little setup there's a there's a bit at the start where guys do like parkour and he's doing it really bad and you think yeah. oh this is a bit cheesy then you realize that's the idea that's, that's the idea if, to if you have a look at the bad. credits isn't it like yeah you say, a guy who's you know thief who's bad at like um parkour or something that comes up some of the guys he fights in 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 the short uh, you know the other actors are much more are more experienced than i think and like the guy who the the guy he's actually chasing and uh uh you know he um, he gives him because he he stumbles on them and goes oh here's the thing you dropped or whatever and oh yeah. is that your wallet i'm just going to check it and make sure yeah. it's you mm. and it's not and, and the guy's expression is so his performance is so good when he's like oh yeah it's definitely me i'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm uh, i look well for my age or, or whatever yeah. and stuff and the, and the bits like the reaction stuff when they're fighting and the, the, they're mm. uh 
uh, the, they put down the one set of weapons and I like pick up some hammers and stuff. Oh, that bit was There's brilliant. Nice yeah, combo. the bit with the hammers was, was really well done. Yeah. yeah. It's it, it, but it does feel that sort you know not exactly mid Jackie Chan but you know when he when he was doing films like Mr Nice Guy and and mm. um, uh, things like that uh, Rumble in the Bronx Rumble in the Bronx obviously and Who Am I you know it, it's got this yeah. you know that sort of fight scenes that he was doing in those films that sort of comes across um, yeah this is really great um, it, it, it is good to see art school graphics. Um, you know, trying to develop a bit of story as well as just sort of, sort of showcasing some excellent martial arts. They've got um, Joe Min actually turns up at the end. He's got a nice sort of comedy moment. At the mm. end. I just want to mention that Nathan Port, who's not, he's, although he's not really done any shorts before, he did do a film, uh, not film, he did do an episode of Master Ken uh, a right. few months ago. So there's there's a um, an episode where Master Ken goes to goes to visit. Um, uh, the Rising Storm Academy and stuff. So, if you mm. want to see some more of that, I mean, it's quite funny because it's clear that Porter's tried to keep a straight face <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when uh, Muskin's sort of doing his kind of Will Ferrell, yeah, um, um, man sort of stuff. <laughs> I think he's brilliant. Yeah. Awesome. Our next film is Project Penguin. When a Japanese special agent comes home with a, um, a little souvenir penguin for his family, uh, he finds out that some other people are very interested in taking it off his hands. Um, I, I love the martial arts in this, but it has probably the most woolly structure of any of the films we're covering. Um, because it appears this guy is decided to walk all the way home from the airport. Um, and it takes him like through various places like the park and a multi-story car park and, and, and an underpass. And it, it just seems like really random, you know, um, a little bit, which, which belies the film's budget, I guess, you mm. know, um, filming in all these sort of like public places. Um, but you can't deny how good the action is the you know the the, um, the breakneck pace or, or, or the fights. Um, I, th I think he's really good, uh, our main guy. Um, all these people. He, he even gets attacked by a female ninja at one point. Um, it, it's it's a lot of fun, but it does have this sort of very sort of straggly structure to it, I guess. Yeah, it's a bit weird because it opens with like a title, like oh, yeah. a title card all the, all message, the, the... sort of establishing the plot, yeah. which just sort of seemed a bit odd, but. He's uh, yeah. It's it's essentially three fight scenes strung together. Uh, there's mm. not really much plot. Um, it's just he's got the penguin. They want the penguin. What what? Why do they want the penguin? And mm. and that's about it. Um, it's got there's, there's there's a little touch of comedy in there. Again, it's very much sort of that kind of Jackie Chanish sort of thing mm -hmm. at times. Now Matsuhida, who's the main star director choreographer or, or one of the choreographers. Of the project, he proclaims himself or, as the next Jet Li, which is a pretty grand oh, claim. Oh, I remember this guy. Yeah, yeah uh, we, 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 we covered before. him before, haven't we? I don't think we covered him, but I did talk to you about him. I think. Yeah. I don't think we actually talked about this one. He's done. Um, it, it says that when you go to like his Twitter. Honest, that's now, right. Yeah, yeah. Now you can definitely see an influence there. Um, he's 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 got a bit of a, a Jet Li kind of look to him, and he's clearly got. He's clearly aiming for that kind, so which is unusual because a lot of people aim for Jackie Chan, but he's aiming for Jet Li, mm. which are like um, he's he's really very skilled. I mean, he's a champion as far as I can tell. He's got at, um, the he, he knows as, as well as a performer as the director. He knows how to vary up his fights to keep them yeah. interesting. Mm -hmm. um, he's got the um, uh, sort of the, the the one on one in the park, and then there's the woman with the sword, which is the second one, and then it's a two on one uh, in the finale. Um, I wasn't too fussed that there, there, you know, there wasn't more story. Obviously, it would have been nice if there was, but it's a yeah. it's a very thrilling. Uh, again, ten minutes. It's kind of uh, it's kind of kind of an average for for a lot of these kind of movies. Mm. Um, uh, and his work, uh, he's work he works with a stunt team called Rival Stunts in Tokyo so mm -hmm. it's him and his colleagues from from that organization uh, pulling towards it to uh, pulling together all the action it's a fantastic showcase the little there's not really much more to say about it than that but I would say it's definitely a must see it's got some of the best choreography yeah um, I should point out at this point 
that I'll point out at this point, um, that all of these films are on YouTube and we will be putting links in the footnotes. So please do check them out as we, uh, as we go through. Our next film is Reload. In the year 2021, a man appears in a auto garage and tells the owner that he's there to stop him from blowing up a hospital in two years in the future. And fights ensue. Uh, we saw this one at Fighting Spirit. We did. Um, and it went down very well. Um, where's this one from exactly? What country is it in? I think it's Iranian. Iranian, that's right. Um, it's, it's a great little film. Um, it's, it starts off with the guy. He's, he's got the Punisher skull on his bike as well as on his T-shirt. So yes. everyone's going, ooh, um, right away. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it is. A, it looks amazing, this film. You know, the cinematography, the, the, the lighting, the colours, everything. Uh, it has a real high polish to it. Um, yes. The editing itself is a little bit frenetic at first, but it does settle down uh, when, it, when, the, when the fights kick off. Um, but it is, it's just, a, it, you know, there's, there's a bit of story, but it, it's mainly the fight. And, and I remember the, um, the, the when the big guy turned up and everyone in the cinema yeah. was like going, oh, Christ. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he, he's, he's, he's built like a six foot tall Arnold, isn't he? You know, he's, he's a massive guy. And um, what's quite good about that is that the guy, um, our hero, who's played mm. by um, the uh, uh, um, Alireza Karkan, who mm. again also directed the the film as well, I believe. Mm. So it's another sort of project to sort of launch himself. He's he's very good, but he he also knows when he's sort of outmap. You know, he can't yeah. <laughs> he can't take on this guy, so he has to pull out some he has to pull out some tech. Yeah, to um to, keep him, to yeah. help him get the other yeah some future tech, which is again good visual effects really well um, it worked really well well yeah. well, well, mm-hmm. well introduced it's sort of sort of like some uh discs that come come out of his sort of off of uh, wrist things on his you know on mm. his wrist and uh it's just a couple of quick visual effects kind of bits but it it's very very well done as you say the whole thing looks great it's it's all shot in a um uh, a customs or yeah, a vehicle okay. shop, yeah, which right, got, yeah. which gives it a good a good production value because it's got all these shiny cars and wheels and and stuff all over the place. So the whole thing looks very sharp. Oh, the um, sound effects in this one um, are really on point as well. Like when you know if someone gets hit with something metallic, it gets a real bing sort of noise out of it. It, it is you know it's it's very very good, very entertaining film. Yeah, definitely influence. Say so you've got the there's the Punisher bits, but it's not really a Punisher influence. I would say it's more Time Cop. Yeah, definitely, a, there definitely yeah. seems to be a time. It could be. Uh, it, it's good as itself, but it could it, whether he intended it as kind of a proof of concept for something bigger. Mm. I don't know, but it's a self-contained uh, story. There's there's definitely potential to grow it, but mm-hmm. uh, if if it doesn't, then it's it's just a great little eight minutes um, to yeah. check out. Yeah, definitely want to see more of him anyway. Yeah. yeah awesome work our next film is Shaolin Blues using his uncle's teachings an unreliable martial artist must salvage his relationship while facing off with Memphis's number one gang uh, this is another film we uh, caught at a uh, fight fair, uh, fighting spirit yes um I don't know. Was it the same year as this one, the previous one? I can't remember now. Yeah, we we saw them both this year, uh, this yeah. year's Fighting Spirit Film Festival, and uh, this one's a vehicle for um, director and star Ryan McCrory, mm. who's very. I, I don't know if his hair is naturally like this or whether he's made it <laughs> to look like that because it's kind of a throw. It's nodding to seventies kung fu movies and stuff, and I, he's got that kind of seventies white kung fu guy look to him in the film as uh, like kind of a poofy kind of kind of hair and stuff and he, he, he it doesn't take him five seconds to get his shirt off to mm-hmm. a bit of a bruce lee kind of kind of thing um it's a it's a what i like about this is it, it's got a much bigger story uh more self uh, more um a bit bit more characterization not, bit more yeah much yeah. more involved in the characterization not a typical kind of revenge story or anything it's quite quite a um it's more of a 
he gets in trouble kind of story. Yeah. Um, a little bit like um, where are the you dragons? could say the uh, <laughs> yes, absolutely. And also um, from the films we were talking about earlier, like Rumble Riot, a guy gets sort of in over his. Oh head yeah, 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 yeah. But but in this case, he's much more the instigator, uh, which is quite an interesting spin. He's basically working at his uncle's restaurant. He basically ends up trashing the place. <laughs> so, so he's not really, uh, I, or, or it's like a, a, a venue where they've, they've, they're, they're uh, doing catering and stuff. Anyway, yeah. so there's a nice little bit of establishing. He's got some, there's some animosity with uh, his, uh, his uncle or his, his, uh, his uh, sensei's uh, mm. or Sifu's um, daughter. Uh, and there's, there's some, you know, he keeps standing her up and, and stuff and she's a bit annoyed at it. And then that kind of, uh, somebody sort of intervenes and says, oh, you should be leaving her alone. And then he's mm. like, no, I'm not going to. And then it, it kicks off. So he's basically brought this on himself. <laughs> he's brought this on himself. But he still manages to pull off, um, you know, being. Yeah, he still uh, feels sympathetic. Yeah, exactly. Lead. Yeah, yeah you yeah. kind of, you still kind of, you still quite like him. Um, I think the uh, it's well directed, uses the space well, and uh, I really like the um, uh, the supporting characters. Who uh, mm. one of whom is, I believe, his actual. Um, uh, instructor yeah. Uh, yeah i think i think so i'm not 100 percent sure but i think the whole thing's got a really nice look it's 18 minutes uh yeah. so it's, it allows it a bit more time oh, it's got flashback sequences and everything it's got it? a flashback yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know training martial arts training sequence in the park and stuff like that yeah. which is nice sort of breaks it has like a uh you've got the you know the action's kicking off then mm. it sort of flashes back and then it comes back in so it gives it a bit of a break bit of an environment you're not just mm. in one place the whole time which is nice i do like yeah. it when they can sort of vary it up a bit a bit like what with project penguin you know he knew to sort yeah. of space out do use some different locations don't just do it all in one place yeah. whereas sometimes like rumble right you just have to do it in the one place because you haven't got any money to keep going doing setups in multiple different locations but in, in in this case that's what they've done they've got this one location for the main part but they've managed to add in just a little bit to sort of mm. um give a uh, uh, increase, inc do increase, you know, do a bit of world building, show a bit of something else, and give a bit of a breather. Yeah, I mean, the other thing I like about this one as well is that you, you know you got this guy who is, you know, I think this is what makes him likable is that he is a bit of a doofus. You know, he's always late for things, all this sort of stuff, and you've kind of written him off as being like just a bit of an oaf. Uh, and then when it all kicks off, suddenly he can move. You know, he, he's saying, "Oh shit, where, where did that come from?" You know, in all his forms and stuff actually sort of really look really smart and and snappy. Um, so, so yeah, it was very enjoyable watching this one. Our next film is Kings. Um, okay, so the synopsis on YouTube for this just says it's like Highlander but with Vikings. Which I thought, yeah, okay, yeah, it is. Um, at least so, one Viking. <laughs> at least one Viking. It really did throw me, actually. I think I think it is set in some sort of like purgatory kind of place, because you've got two people who who seem to be from very different time zones. Yeah, we've got this guy who's clearly a Viking. He's got all the tattoos and everything. He looks really good, actually. You know what they did visually with this guy. Um, and then this sort of Asian guy turns up who's got dog tags and, you know, fighting with knives and stuff. And he says, oh, you know, he, he died during the Vietnam War mm. or something. And it's like, okay, you know, there's something weird going on here. And, and you know, the Viking guy does ask him, so, you know, when was the last time you died or something like that? It's like, okay, there's yeah. something, something going on there. Um, but the fight scene is really good. Quite, quite, you know, uh, quite brutal. Uh, it, it's set in a very interesting location as well. It's sort of the bottom of this um, dry riverbed. Um, and yeah, it looks great. You know, the, the uh, again, cinematography, you got, it looks a bit misty, sort of this area. Um, and very dynamically shot. Very dynamically shot, yeah. Some great uh, sort of tilted angles when the action's sort of kicking in, and mm. you know the characters are getting ready yeah. to fight. Because you got you got these guys, you know, they're very different sizes, you know. So the, yeah. the, there's a Viking guy sort of towering over him, um, yeah. And you got basically sort of Viking guy is sort of like you know he's very jaded with all the killing that he's done and everything, and he just, want, just wants to be left alone. And this other guy's saying, "No, you got to come to this meeting or something. And if you don't, then I got to kill you." Or, you know, all this sort of stuff. Um, and it is, it's, it's a really well done fight scene. 
yeah there's a little bit of say world building the the dialogue you know because it's a two it's a two-hander one there's nobody else in it and but it's quite intense at times uh the uh as you say the sort of uh, makeup uh, you know the the sort of costume design and and makeup and stuff is really good the the central uh the the viking character uh thor's is um is actually the director uh joshua maybe himself uh, he, he's usually behind the camera, but he, he's, he does do stuff in front of the camera. But this is kind of the, the first thing I've seen where he's like front and center as like the main character. Yeah. He, he's directed stuff. We did um, the, uh, his company is called Rogue Origin, this channel on YouTube. Mm. And they've done, they do a lot of, they've done a lot of fan films in the past. Uh, including Immortal 65, you may remember, which was yeah. the, um, what's it, what's he called? Um, What's the character, uh, the Marvel character? Oh, at the Netflix was... show, where the fight scenes people said weren't very good. Um, oh yeah, really... um, Iron Fist. Iron Fist, yeah. So yeah. what was sixty-five was a was a was a was a like a previous iteration of uh, an older version of, of the Iron Fist character, hmm. um, which uh, starred Christian Howard. That was really good. Uh, I've seen a few other things that they've done. Hmm. This has got a different kind of po- polish to it, uh, which I which I really liked. Um, it's it's something you could see potentially them developing. I mean, it's listed on IMDb as a series, like a TV series. So whether right. they're trying to set it up as a web series or something, mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure. But even as even if it's not as a standalone, it's really interesting. And say it's a great it's a great uh, fight scene. Really interesting um, camera work on it. Um, the um, Rogue Origin films they've say they've done a lot of fan films but they are sort of stretching out into more of this kind of original content they've yeah. done some really they've done some short short stuff like about a minute you know a minute or two wow. minutes <laughs> this is uh, this, this is like a an eight uh, i think it's i can't remember if it's like eight, uh, eight ten, seven eight, minutes ten, this one seven yeah. minutes long this one um and uh yeah that's, uh, the um the other thing that, that I've seen them do, uh, if you don't mind me moving to it, is mm-hmm. another thing that's potentially like a web series, which is called the Association Athena, mm. which is a very different proposition, um, and it's also produced in a very different way, uh, much more of a. I would say it's got more of like a music video sort of quality about it. Really does, yeah. It's a highly polished music video centered around a very vicious fight. Mm. Um, again, you know, it, it, there's there's no dialogue, I think, in this one, is there? It, it is purely just from it's visual storytelling. Sort of yeah, visual storytelling from the action. Music. I mean, the, the, you know, the, the setting is wonderful. Basically, you've got these two factions in a room where it's raining. <laughs> and yeah why is why was it raining i didn't quite get it yeah, i mean it looked great but i don't know, quite understand why it was um, raining the female character i think she's sort of trying to get out of the organization and yeah. they decide no you can't and she has to fight this guy who who i think they've had a relationship in the past yeah. and he doesn't want to fight her but they put a gun to his best mate's head to, to, to make him fight and then and then it's on and it's all choreographed to a, a re, you know a really nice song as well um, you know, just to give it that, emphasize that sort of um, uh, sort of music video feel to it. But it, mm. you, you won't see a music video like this um, no. at all. Uh, it is just really, really well done. Yeah, it's not. I say it's got that kind of music video sort of quality or a commercial, like a mm. like a uh, uh, either, you know, like one of these high end brand kind of. Yeah. Um, but the, these are both, both both of these films are shot in 4K as well. You know, mm-hmm. it's, so they got that crispness to them. You know, the the association one has got um, you know it uses slow mo to good effect. It, like we say, we have got the rain mm-hmm. effect on the bodies. We've got close ups. It it just looks amazing. Yeah, it's really very does. stylized, but very emotive. You can you, mm. you follow, you get invested. You the, the gestures and stuff between the characters. You you can tell that they're very reluctant. To, mm. to to fight each other that there's you know this sort of a, a past romance or something there and but th- at the same time they're going full tilt you know they're going full force mm. at each other with and even though there's very little exposition you still you'll find yourself very invested in the situation mm. and caring about the characters and what's going to happen to the characters you don't yeah. know what the, what what's what with the thing and again um 
I think that's just sort of testament to how they pulled it off. The style of it, I liken to, um, there's a short film, well, he made a lot of short films. He doesn't make so many short films now because he's doing a lot bigger mm-hmm. things. But Brian Sloyer, his short films are very lyrical, mm-hmm. uh, usually music-led and have sort of very sort of uh, heavy uh, heavy themes and stuff around them. And I thought this that was that was the sort of thing that this is doing as well. It's mm-hmm. just a bit more, say, emotive. Now, you mentioned about what I said. We were talking about like music videos. I found a Brahim Chab um, uh, short film which literally was which literally is a music video i can't remember what it's called but it's got like uh full-on action sequences Hmm. peppered between like a singer singer singing a song in a typical music video style it sort of moves between the two it's very unusual a bit more like a long form music video kind of thing yeah um i think it's called something uh, something henry uh i wish i could i could remember the name Mm -hmm. but that is that's an example of of a of an action film that is a music video it's kind of it's trying to be an action film and a music video in quite an mm. interesting way and this is more this has got a feel a feeling which is like a um yeah like a really sort of evocative sort of um uh perfume ad or, so, or something well, but it, it's you, really you, good you could imagine a film you know a, a pretty decent glossy film having this fight scene in it and mm. and using it to showcase a particular song you know it, 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 that's how it feels it, it it's just really, really well done, and yeah, Rogue Origin Films is um, sort of a production company between behind this and Kings, um, yes. and and others. And we certainly recommend that you go and subscribe to them, yes, um, and 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 check out both these wonderful films. Our next film is Blaze Up. A female assassin goes after a drug lord in a nightclub with devastating effects. Um, we were talking about um, the association and its sort of look of a music video. Mm. There's bits of this which really do look like, um, you know, it's like a gangster rap kind of video. Yeah, you know, yeah. so some someone like uh, Fifty Cent in a club sort of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, I, th- I think they get that that really well done. Uh, we got this this female assassin, as I said, who finds out the location of this guy that she's after, um, poses as a pole dancer, um, a very good pole dancer, it has to be said, um, who, uh, you know, sets herself on fire or parts of her body on fire, um, which I guess is where the name of the, the short comes from, um, before she takes out this guy. And then, you know, she has to take out his minions um outside afterwards which is a really good little uh, gunfight um a very good uh short seven minutes six minutes i think this one um doesn't hang around very long um it's in french with the english subtitles but i think this works really well yeah absolutely and it didn't have subtitles the first couple of times that i watched it so i was no. glad that they because I, I wasn't sure why what what was the setup was because there's not a lot of dialogue mm. in it there's only a very little bit at, at the start mm. but the the opening scene alone you know without any dialogue is just so it's it's a bit quick it's quick Mm. but it's so looks great i mean it's a great great scene and it's no surprise to discover that it was shot by teddy mason who did uh warlike oh uh, yeah various other films with uh, like godfrey reichbart who's actually Mm. the editor of this i believe Ah. um this one's actually in the in the hands of of, um a different director uh making his debut uh Jerome Gaspard, also another yep. sort of member of the stunt team. Um, like Project Penguin, this has like three structures, but this one is much more broader. So we got the introduction section, which is like in a morgue, which is really yeah. cool and hard hitting. Yes, that was um, really cool. I forgot about that. You know, how she gets hold of the guy in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got the the second part, which is the assassination uh, in the in the in the club. Now, mm-hmm. for me, the the whole uh, strip club footage just went on a bit too long they they lingered mm. a bit too much on on that the idea mm. i think with the she was like setting herself on fire i think that's like an imagined thing because oh, okay that's yeah. just one minute otherwise. one minute she's fine one minute, so, so i think there's a kind of um uh, style at play there mm. but it, there's some there's some you know she's got like an arm on fire i think and a leg on fire there's yeah seems to be you know a real burn stunt going on there and then the final part is like after the assassination with and, and it's outside and it's more of a, and it's a gunfight mm. uh, and with a, a not particularly conclusive ending mm. so whether there's any room a bit of a cliffhanger, there, yeah. of a cliffhanger 
but yeah i thought this was this was really interesting i, I do think it peaks at that first scene because mm. i absolutely love that that first moment like the, that 10 or 15 seconds where, where when she's like uh taking out that guy and mm. the way it's shot it's just it's just fantastic um uh, but the gunfight stuff and that and again marie bouvet is the uh, mm-hmm. is the is the star of this one? She again, uh, not seen her in much, but she's done things like Sentinel, um, the uh, Olga Kurilenko. She was doing mm-hmm. stunts on that, uh, and uh, quite a few other things. And uh, and uh, the yeah, say that oh, there's a good short called Primal Instinct. I think I've seen that. That's like a one. That's like a one or two minute one that she did, um, which is also worth seeing. She's she's worked with. Um, say these guys before in, in in other shorts but this is the first one i've seen where sort of she's front and center yeah, as yeah. mm-hmm. the main character um the guy directing you know he's perfect he's he's done well but i think the fact that you've got teddy mason on board is, is such a safe pair of hands with the visual sort of part you know the collector was another one that he did a fantastic job on uh, with reichfart these guys really know their stuff they're some they're making some of the best 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 in quality best looking yeah. um action shorts um this was um yeah this was a this was a great surprise and i've so i've watched it three times it's it's it, it's it's never boring it's it's a, it's a really good shot yeah totally agree our next shot is seven deadly fists of white lotus um, this is very much a pastiche of the Shaw Brothers films from the 70s and is basically a duel between um, White Lotus, who's the high priest who betrayed the Shaolin monks um, and uh, one, one of the sort of Shaolin's disciples, I can't remember the name of the guy. Um, and it is a very good fight scene it is very much in that style of uh, when you know all the shaw brothers films were shot outside basically mm-hmm. you know in a field we've, we've seen films like this which um again that fighting spirit funny enough um yeah they one. did a f- this is the dragon lords and they did mm-hmm. a film called deadly shapes of shaolin which played in 20 at the, at the 2021 festival yeah so right. that i think was the first time i'd seen mm-hmm. their work and you know they're working on really low budget but they managed to pull off that 1970s sort of hazy kind of um aesthetic quite well i don't know you know it seems to work quite nicely they do do um, different more contemporary stuff i think we talked about a film they did called fridge on the beat um back at the start of the year Mm. um and then they've done they did another one called high master which is like a a a twist on drunken master but about a stoner i didn't like so much but it was kind of an interesting sort of concept but this this um this throwback stuff, these 1970s style ones, are their sort of their core productions. They've done quite a few of these now, including another one called a Wing Chun, an Untold Tale. Yeah. And these ones, um, they've all got they they're very passionate about that particular era, uh, and so they they put potential uh, what they make what they don't you know like in um, uh, the, the the Shaolin one mm. the. Um, the costume design, you know, they've, they've got very good good moustaches and stuff for the character. Oh, yeah. they, but the what the visual, they managed to pull off the visual quite nicely, and it's the sound effects and the music, and you know, mm. the, way, the way they integrate that to recreate that sort of aesthetic is is kind of the the core thing, and obviously the, the martial arts moves. Yeah, it's it's interesting the difference between this and the, the Wing Chun, uh, an untold story um in in the setup because uh one um it's so the, the white lotus one they're sort of doing a pastiche of uh shaw brothers with it with a shaw scope and you know the way the titles are done yeah uh, the, the other one sort of starts with it with a play on the um golden harvest logo yeah. and and has a i think it's more of a sort of pop song sort of playing over the credits at the beginning mm-hmm. rather yes. than sort of more yeah. sort of traditional music which sort of sets it a bit further you know, a decade on, basically, you know, um, and and it seems to be shot on video as well, which which made it look more like sort of a, a TV series rather than a film. You know, because there was loads of these sort of uh, stuff on TV at the time as well. It still is, I think. But um, I really liked that one, the, the the Wing Chun one. The 
at first you're thinking, oh my god, this this woman is a dreadful actress. <laughs> you know, her, her line delivery just is just like really bad. But then when if, if you see the um, um, the after making credits, of. the, the oh. making of at the end, yeah, yeah the making of stuff, he realised that actually that's the character, not mm-hmm. her sort of thing, uh, which did sort of change my opinion uh, quite much. But her, her sort, you know, the actual sort of Wing Chun and everything that she's doing, I thought that was uh, really smart. Yeah, and she's a, a Yen V Chow, and she again is another example of where she's the star, and she's also the director of this particular one. Cameron Smith uh, directed uh, Seven Deadly Fists of White Lotus. There's mm. a there's a whole they're a team, they're a collective, like um, like the art school dropouts. Mm-hmm. So you don't necessarily always get the same person directing; they serve different but roles. They're all yeah, yeah, supporting each other, and they're all yeah. supporting each other, working yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, if you're a fan of um, traditional kung fu stuff, then by all means check this out i mean there are good little shorts not a lot of story to them especially the um the white lotus one um it, it could be 20 minutes lifted out of any sort of short brothers film almost yeah. um or that sort of period um but but both of them work really well yeah it's all about recreating the aesthetic is is kind of the main thing sort of the the the, the they're sort of start what I want to they say they are stretching out they're doing these other different kinds of say contemporary and other types of things but I would like to see them you know expand on stuff uh, they think you know maybe do one of these but maybe make it like a half hour sort of grow, throw throw it um uh, try and do a bit more but I know that's easier said than done with budgets and raising financing and stuff for stuff like that Our next film is Jade. After a man kills a father searching for a mysterious artifact, Jade struggles with her new life without her dad. A year later, she discovers a mysterious martial arts instructor that may be the key to finding the man who killed her father. Um, how long is this one? <clears throat> 10 minutes. They pack in a lot of story here. Excuse they me do. Me. This is like a full length movie condensed into 10 minutes. We have the training sequence at the beginning where her dad sort of imparts this um, very important lesson to her about sort of keeping calm. You know, when 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 tempers rise, don't fight, or, or when, when the fight rises, you know, calm down, all, all this sort of stuff. Um, then, you know, the, uh, the catastrophic incident, and then we sort of jump ahead a year, and she's now living with her aunt or someone, who sort of forbidden her from doing martial arts, but of course she's secretly doing martial arts. Um, and then she meets this this drunken guy who mysteriously has the same tattoo on his arm that her dad did. And then sort of things kick off from there. It, it's, it is really, really well done, this one. Yeah, it's a bit worrying that she yeah, starts hanging yeah. out with this, with this, this guy. guy. <laughs> um that and uh, even um even her mum sort of sees them and it mm. doesn't actually go and say anything at one mm. point but yeah the whole thing is it's um it feels like a real movie uh it's really good um it's um it's got that say set up and inciting incident and uh, the character development is really good the the they just sort of spring they just sort of move very quickly through all the typical beats you would have in this sort of martial arts revenge story and it kind of ends up with the say with the final confrontation there's a mysterious artifact they're trying to get hold of there's a little bit of a mysticality to this artifact that they bring bring into play at the Mm -hmm. end which is which um which actually works quite nicely the lead actress who is uh, called jade herself um uh, jade napier she's Mm -hmm. very skilled she's she's very accomplished with um with the martial arts and uh, the director and the writer as well, but um, Jose Quinones and the writer Jason Walter Vale, they both have quite, really quite long um, uh, filmographies. So mm-hmm. they've obviously been they've been working a while. So I think that's that contributes to why this is such is has been made to such a high standard. It's it's a very professional, very good quality. You could see it. It's not a proof of concept. It's its self-contained no, whole story. It but you could story. see it being adapted potentially into yeah. a feature length. You could see well, it doing. I don't think it needs to. I think it's great as it is. Yeah. Um, but it, it was a not. It's um, it's a, it, You don't see many short films that feel like complete films. Mm. Uh, and I think that's what, what this and some of the others that we'll talk about do actually manage to pull off. Is that yeah. they're, they're not just a. It's not just a showcase. I mean this. 
it does showcase some interesting talent that we've not seen before and, and it's a well-made film but it's it's a it's a satisfying martial arts movie uh, from beginning to end i was getting vibes of things like you, you know um I mean, there's there's obviously a bit of Karate Kid kind yes. of bit feel to it, but but also films like Sidekicks, you know, the Chuck Norris one, and, yeah, yeah, and even something like um, uh, the Forbidden Kingdom, you know, the one with um, yeah, Jet Li and Jackie Chan, all these sort it, of teens yeah. and preteen kind is, of, um, sort of uh, martial arts films and stuff. Absolutely, yeah, and it fits in really well with that sort of stuff, and and you know, with this artifact, with this sort of bit of mysticism to it as well. So so you could see that. You know that you, they could really open up and bring that into play, um, but it is—it's—it's it's a really nice self-contained film. Um, as I said, it's—it's it's got the fights, but it's also got um, a lot of heart and and a lot of story going for it. Our next film is Agent Stone. Agent Stone and a loyal team of patriots embark on a deadly mission to stop a maniacal, power-hungry CIA director bent on mass destruction. Um, this one, you know, it says it's inspired by John Wick and Mission Impossible. I'd say less John Wick, but very much Mission Impossible mm. in, the, uh, in, in the flavor of this one. Yeah. Um, we get this nice sort of scene at the beginning, you know, the, the exchange of... Um, money for artifact kind of thing and it is it, it's it's funny enough it's one of those things i've kind of talked about in the past where you never see like a drug deal or a mysterious deal go down without a hitch in a film there's always something going on and yet here we have you know the perfect example is like yeah well here's your stuff and here's your money thank you very much and, and off we go you know um but we do get that sort of twist where they go oh yeah you've you, you got a mole in your organization and then it kicks off from there um it's a lot of fun um some sound effects i think don't particularly work i think it's some audio issues at times but overall i thought this was a lot a lot of fun yeah yeah it's a bit it's not quite it's almost self-contained kind of movie mm. satisfying in the same way that the like jade what we talked about but this mm. one's a bit more open-ended bit similar to blaze blaze up in in that sort of respect but it's it's like a 10 minute action thriller um as you say yeah there's not a heat apart from the fact that they're firing guns i wouldn't say there's anything more john wicky about no. this in particular but the um what they do is they they have a, a very limited location but they mm. use it pretty well they they shoot different scenes in different parts of the building and stuff yeah. and so there's there's lots going on it's a um there's different scenes there's some scenes like in offices and stuff as well mm. but um the action is varied we get we get like gunfights in one location we get a fight in another one and stuff it's 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 pretty action-packed it's made by a guy called forrest quaglia who's, who's the, the star he's kind of a vehicle for mm. for himself uh, and directed by his um is a fellow team member or colleague or whatever, uh, Teddy Pryor. And they kind of put this together. I think whether it's, again, is it a, a sort of a tester of the concept for, for something more? Not quite sure. It, it, it's quite a nice little, it does feel a bit proof of concept rather than sort of a fully sort of self-contained kind of story. Mm -hmm. But I enjoyed yeah. it. I thought it was really quite um, quite well pulled off. Yeah, absolutely. Um... It is, it's just a lot of fun, yeah, and, and, and it works really well. Next up is Obsidian. A young couple are saved from deadly loan sharks by a mysterious stranger. Okay, this... It gets off to an interesting start, or a weird start, I should say, with this woman, you know, it's, it's in her house... Um, there's a thunderstorm outside and a mysterious guy knocks on the door asking to use her phone. Um, and, you know, you're not sure where, where it's going and, and at all for probably the first sort of five or six minutes. Um, you're kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. And then, mm -hmm. and then the woman's husband appears um, and he's got some bad news. And then, and then it starts kicking off. Um I, I did like this one. Um, 
I kind of made a few guesses as as to who the characters are. We we got sort of three main characters. Our main hero is a guy called Liam, who who's um, turned up um, and and helps out this couple for some reason. He's got a bit of a look, which is sort of borrowed from the Matrix, I guess, a bit, a bit of uh, Neo to him. Um, but I thought he was brilliant. Um, I think it's Takashi Hara. Yes, uh, yeah. and it's another case of a um, sort of more of like a vehicle because he's he's mm. the sort of uh, one of the two directors of the film as well as being the star. And, yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's a good showcase. I, I think he he you know they, they they do a great job of of um, you know the way they frame him in in the film in, in the shots and everything um, you know the poses he makes. I, I think they did a really good job of of sort of like um, you know yeah making him a star basically is what they did. Yeah, it's essentially made by himself and uh, Maria Tran, who's probably the more established of the two, but they work together a lot on. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these short films and as well as um lots of other things that they do t- uh, together maria trans uh, they're both uh, well maria trans australian uh, and mm-hmm. i think takashi's uh, from uh, japan but the um maria tran doesn't do any action in this one she directed the action but yeah. she actually doesn't get involved in it which surprised me because i was expecting a i was sort of waiting for her to do an action scene and then it kind of it quickly becomes apparent when you watch it that you just think that would be too weird if she started to just suddenly bust out some moves and stuff. It just yeah. wouldn't really fit. It's not quite where we're at. And the focus is very much on, on the Takashi Hara's character. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, it's a mood builder, you know, sort of set setting everything mm-hmm. up. And then it's, it's like a, about 10 minutes of action sort of pretty much straight, straight through after that sort of initial setup. It's got kind of a weird low budget, look to it because it's kind of I, i'm not sure if it's a it's, it looks like it's a real house yeah but, but it's empty kind of, it? it's, devoid it's, of it's basically empty they've <laughs> it's got very little furniture very little um uh decoration or anything mm. which again i think is just down to sort of budget limitations and stuff mm. and they've also shot it with this sort of blue look to it mm-hmm. which uh, which is interesting but I, it doesn't quite work for me but i think on the, uh, i've watched it twice and i think it worked better for me the second time around and mm. I think I appreciate. I think I was a bit distracted at times, but I think the action is really, really uh, of a really high standard. Yeah, I totally agree, especially uh, Takashi Hara. I think I think he he stands out really well. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's got some great action beats all the way through. Um, some some really good sort of you know little fight scenes in various rooms and things. Um, there's a guy who I'm pretty sure he's trying to channel a bit of. Um, um sort of bolo young oh yeah <laughs> you know the big guy with this he's got a bit of eyeliner and he, mm-hmm. they, in, in fact they even do the bit where um you know he's, he's got a guy in a, in a sort of an arm lock and the only way out of it is to bite his leg which, which is what john Saxon has to do in um, uh-huh. Into the dragon but there you go yeah <laughs> i may be i may be reaching but you know that's that's the way because i'd already got him in in, in my head saying so he's, he's doing bolo young um but there you go but um, yeah, no, it's, it's 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 really really good, and and like um, you know, reload. We've we've got this sort of like uh, time cop slash Back to the Future element to 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 it as well, which yes. is, uh, was, was quite cool. Really this one was that. actually a surprise uh, arrival on YouTube on the um, the midnight screening channel because mm. they normally put out um, full length feature films, and I, I believe it was it was they don't realize that this wasn't a feature film <laughs> when they were going to be putting out. But um, I think they've also got her uh, Maria Tran's other film, Operation Kung Flu, which that will hopefully be coming out um, soon. If I'm, I'm not 100% on that. I might be wrong, but mm-hmm. I'm hoping that they've got that one as well, because that's been, that's been quite a while coming. Um, this one, I think they made both in 2021. So this one turned up uh, this year 2022 um, but mm-hmm. hopefully in uh, 2023 we will see operation kung flu and she's also got other projects like echo 8 coming up which should be really interesting and uh, i think that's a, that's a feature that one mm. and uh, yeah so uh, ke- uh, definitely a sort of a talent to sort of keep an eye on absolutely yeah definitely yeah okay so that's obsidian Our next review is Hugando con Fuego. 
um, which I believe is playing with fire. There you go. Uh, when CIA agent James Forge finally retired, the past wasn't done with him. Beaten, bloodied and left for dead, Forge wages war against the man who tried to kill him. Justice becomes revenge. Uh, this is the longest film that we're covering. This is just over 37 minutes. Um, and, you know, as such, it does feel like almost like a proper feature. You know, mm. um, we, we, we get this sort of weird sort of montage stuff at the beginning to sort of uh, try, try and set the scene. And then, we, we, you know, we got this our hero um, sort of found sort of walking in the desert, sort of injured, severely injured, and is sort of nursed back to health by a friend uh, before setting up the, you know, the, the second half, the sort of revenge bit. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed the second half of this. I enjoyed most of it overall, but mm -hmm. there, there is sort of one moment which is kind of like um, what I call sort of bad, bad, bad guy logic, basically, because you have this setup, you know, and it's a brilliant setup of, you know, this guy sort of retired from the CIA. Uh, we find out that his last mission was compromised. Somebody leaked information to the bad guys. And so he's like, right, that's it. I'm throwing in the towel. Uh, but of course, the bad guys come after him and and his wife or his girlfriend. And you're, you're led to believe that she's, you know, something really horrible has happened to her. <clears throat> but for some reason, he's kept her alive in this, in this weird location. And I'm thinking, yeah. why? You know, he gives a reason. He does. But... It, it didn't really make any sense why she would still be alive at that point. Um, you know, th this is the sort of the nicest, um, possibly most pragmatic Mexican drug cartel. <laughs> <You know? laughs> They're not really known for their forward thinking, but there you go. Um, but having said that, you know, that there are so, so many nice elements of this, like um, when he asks his friend to show him, to, to tell him where, you know, this drug, drug, lord is and he takes him to this restaurant and he goes well it's it's not it's not a case of we don't know where he's going to be it's like we always know where he is because he always he's always there he's always telling us what he's doing you know we can't touch him that, that i thought that was a really nice beat you know and, and sort of playing off that what are your initial thoughts on this one yeah it, it's it what's interesting is that it's a, it's a mexican film uh, mostly in the Spanish language, but the lead is uh, American. He's Robert Samuels, who's mm. a uh, uh, an American martial artist who uh, sort of established his um, action film sort of career in Hong Kong, um, working on films like Red Wolf and oh, and yeah. uh, Don't Give a Damn. Uh, and he's and then he. He, uh, he, there was a, a Kung Fu Movie Guide uh, interview with him uh, this year recently, uh, which is well worth listening to. It tells his story and uh, he's basically setting himself up now to, in he's, he's working, making a lot of stuff in America and he's sort of independent scene and sort of getting his own vehicles off the ground. He's here. He's working with um, uh, the uh, Deviant Children. I think it's uh, Deviant mm. Children Productions who've done some really interesting shorts and he's kind of it's kind of a collaboration between them so it's it's got this real sort of mexican flavor to it but it's got the, but the um but the, say the, with this american star uh and i think it works quite nicely it's it is basically a vendetta movie vendetta slash rescue story um i think the it's got a reasonable budget it does play out like a like a like a shortened version of a feature mm. say just over just over like say like you say just over half an hour just over 30, 35 36 minutes and um it, it the second half it, the first part of that is like build up there's like one there's like one or two action beats which yeah. are pretty like tease what's going to come later but then once the actual mission sort of kicks in when you know he's out for, mm. for the revenge and stuff it, it it's it go again it goes full on um it, so it plays out a bit like the sort of um scene setting and stuff that obsidian did yeah. but here you've got like 20 minutes of action instead of the other one which was like 10 uh and it's one fight scene after another really fantastically done the um the choreography and also you know samuels is samuels is very good but the people he fights are really good as well you've got uh, jose manuel 
in there. The, the knife fight that um, was amazing. Jose Manuel was the best. It was There's some really yeah. crazy fun little yeah. gags like there's two like the way they up against two the, of them the way they're passing, passing the, the knife yeah. yeah and then there was another bit where they break uh, a bottle gets broken and mm. then there's a oh, yeah. to, um like all the, the, the glass is all embedded yeah, yeah, yeah. really well edited well put together yeah. um, seeing the action i wasn't some sometimes the film slows down to sort of have the villain mm. talk and stuff like that i wasn't really a fan of those bits mm. but i thought it ha- it was very strong not perfect but uh, the say those the action is fantastic, yeah. and um, it's definitely worth watching. A, a, you know, to, to to check out that. And if you've not seen Robert Samuels before, check out this. He's also got another film, which also coincidentally also came out yeah. um, very close to this, which is Shadow Fist to Axe Gang. Hmm. Uh, and what's that's more of his project. That's one of his. Um, uh, I, I think I can't remember if he directed it, or I think it was his colleague, his friend. Uh, uh, he co-directed it with his friend uh, Robert Jefferson, and what's interesting about that one, which is uh, it, the first film that he did, was a very short, bit like the um, Dragon Lords, yeah, Seven Deadly Fists and stuff like that. The first Shadow Fist was basically dialogue-free fight scene, just in that old-style kung fu style. There wasn't really anything more to it than that. But mm. Shadow Fist Two, it's got it's half an hour long. There's much, there's lots of buried fight scenes in it. It's got an interesting look to it. I think it's, it, it, this one, uh, the sequel is in black and white. The first mm. one was just in color. And uh, so, it's, uh, but there are some little color bits in it. And so it's very, it's quite stylishly done. Um, and it's got a bit more plot and, you know, there's a tiny bit of dialogue and stuff. It's, it's that is also a really good f- um, film to check out. A very interesting contrast with this one uh, to, two films from the same guy this robert samuels Hmm. who's clearly got a lot of skills and um a very it's it's a good year for him and it'll be really interesting (laughs) to see if he can build on that and get something you know maybe a feature or something out next year yeah one of the things i liked about this you know um is is character in this as well i mean Mm -hmm. you know it is a long fight scene you know or or fight after fight is they they don't downplay how knackered he is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, it, it, which which again plays into that sort of John Wick kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, you know, he's exhausted. But, you know, he's like, oh, gasp for breath, he's sweating like hell, you know, and having to sort of push himself through the next fight and, and take these guys out. Um, he's kind of like a Steven Seagal character, but like crossed with a John John Wick or or, or something uh, kind of So more like, more like a Scott Atkins kind of guy rather than, Scott like, than a Steven Seagal. But... Well, I just mean in terms of that CIA revenge. Oh, I mean, there's yeah, a bit yeah, where yeah. he hacks up a guy with a sword, which is like just like mm. um, it, uh, into the into the. Oh, it's some the of that sort stuff of was Seagal amazing. Yeah. <laughs> So, so, some of that stuff with it with the knives and stuff because he yeah as you say because he, he's spinning around oh that was the other thing he, you know he's, he's got this kind of signature move where, where he will spin out of the way of an attack mm. it, and, it, and it works really well you know the way he does it i, I was really impressed with that it was quite unique um sort, sort of bit, bit of choreography just to sort of, you know the, the, the way he just because he used it about two or three times th- throughout the film mm. um the other thing is that so the main bad guy as well. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but he's he's basically emulating um, Sammo Hung from um, um, Killzone SPL. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that, but now oh, yeah. that you say that, I can get yeah. I can get what he's got that. Because... He's got a similar build, you know, because because he, he's you know this guy could fight as well, you know, but he's got a similar build. He's got the waistcoat, you know. He, he looks he does look very similar to what Sammo Hung did in. in well, Sammo basically. I mean, as 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 as, as uh, Robert Samuels tells it, Samo mm. essentially set his career in motion. Mm. Yeah, he got he got him on a film called The Gambling Ghost. All and, right. Uh, Samo um, Samuels actually stayed at Samo Hung's house for a while. Wow. You know, while he was he was letting him sort of crash there for a bit, and and they they sort of developed quite a good relation, working you know friends, mm. but you know with a with a sort yeah. of caveat, you know, they've had it's a very professional sort of mm-hmm. association they had, but that he wasn't riding his coattails or anything like that. No, but he was like yeah, a, yeah. Um, the way Samuels tells it yeah. in the interview uh, with Ben at Kung Fu Movie Guide is that um, he was like, he was more like, he was like uh, Sammo Hung's assistant, sort of right. helping out quite a lot yeah. with, with various different things that he was doing, but he also um, liked 
he thought he was interesting as a screen presence and as mm. he had potential as a screen player and so got involved in, in, a, in a few of their projects and stuff. So that's, cool. that's a really interesting backstory. Mm. Uh, very good interview if you go and listen to it. Uh, and really interesting to see. Um, so he actually, um, Samuel's directed a film called uh, um, Made in Chinatown with James oh, yeah. Liu, mm -hmm. which is a feature, but I haven't seen it yet, but that's kind of a comedy and um, interested to see that because that's got, um, that's trying to do um, nod to to the old style movies and actually features um, uh, Lo Meng for, uh, from the Shaw Brothers movies and, right. um, in, in it as well. So it's got a really, I think that was his first like American film. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, really interesting character. Very, in I mean, this is a, the, uh, Uganda Con Fuego and Shadow Fist to a really, say, very good dynamic showcases of different aspects of what he can do and, you know, shot in very different ways. Um, really good. And it, it will take you less than the time to watch one movie to watch those two shorts. Yeah. Um, and it, it, is, it is time well spent. Absolutely, and as as I say a lot on this show and on the uh, on the main show, you know, if, if you've got nothing else to do with your lunch hour, you've got sort of 10, 20 minutes, you know, check some of these out. They're absolutely brilliant. Um, that is our roundup for this year, um, for 2022. This is our last show that we're recording. Um, it, you know, everything on here is, is worth seeing. Um, there's so many different, you know, um, facets of action. Uh, we, we've covered other things, Rich. This year we covered the sort of horror films. We covered the, the fan films. Um, you know, the um, the short film industry is is definitely thriving, and you know we, we would love people to sort of you know get more involved and, and, and check this stuff out. Thank you for listening to the DTV Digest. Let us know your thoughts in the comments and tune in again next time.